Oh, and I have to do a cold open? God damn it. <sighs> All right. Here are some things that are true about The Verge cast. One, it is the flagship podcast of, uh, of TheVerge.com. Two, I am not Neelai Patel, the uh, the host of The Verge cast. He is away in Madison, Wisconsin. Three, I am joined by a million people because we're overcompensating for Neelai's absence. And I'm, you know, it, it's just a lot of work to do this without Neelai Patel. So I am Dieter Bone, executive editor of The Verge. I am joined in San Francisco by Lauren Good, who is not going to say hi. Oh, hey, I was, uh, <laughs> hi, I'm doing work. Uh, in New York, we have uh, Ross Miller and Dan Seifert. Hi. Hi. Yeah, and we also have in Austin, Chris Plant. Hello. So you don't get Neli, and because we don't get him, you get a million people. We, uh, are, we are spanning the continental United States. That's how big his personality usually is. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's one more thing that's true about the Verge cast. Uh, typically, um, Neli starts by reminding you that the Verge cast is sponsored by a fake vodka that he made up, Scissor Vodka, cut through the night. And typically we laugh and joke about that. But let me tell you the real truth. Rock beats scissors. It just does. And when Neil is not here, we're not sponsored by Scissor Vodka. We're sponsored by Rock Scotch. Wait. Rock Scotch. <laughs> Smash through the morning. Damn it. I was going to do a new scissor tagline since he's not here. <laughs> oh, what's your, what's your scissor tagline? Just run with it. <laughs> no, no. that was the <laughs> i enjoyed that um, so i brought along this this giant panel of people because there's a giant amount of stuff to talk about uh but we're gonna we're gonna try and keep it relatively focused and i think there's really no place to start other than um apple there has been basically a massive pile of uh, rumors that have landed in the past week week and a half and uh I think it's time we talked about him. Uh, a bunch of stuff came from uh, Mark Gurman, who's now over at Bloomberg. Uh, I don't know. Where, where do you guys want to start? Lauren, where do you want to start with Start with stuff? iPhone. With iPhone? All right. Uh, so the big rumor is what? There what, are what's about the new seven. Thing? We'll start. No pun intended, uh-huh. but a bump, seven. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is just going to be the show of Verge dad cast, jokes, isn't it? Brought to you by dad jokes. <laughs> um, Dieter's wearing a dad, dad jokes t-shirt. Right now, just kidding. I completely made that up. So um, <laughs> I don't know what that. Is. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, so we've heard. Let's talk about the most persistent rumor. Yeah. That the headphone jack's going away, but yeah. we've well covered that. Neil Should we talk about the that. headphone jack the entire time? I don't know if we've actually talked about the headphone jack enough. Uh, really? Well, so the the new twist, the new thing that everybody's trying to figure out right now is what or are they going to put in the box? Like, John Gruber's worried about this. Thomas Ricker uh, over on Verge is worried about this. Like, what are they going to put in the box? What I think it's what's in the box. box. It's what's in the box? A dongle. You think it's dongle? A dongle? Really? No, wait, wait. No, that's not. That's very unapple. Let me tell you. The, my bet is they are going to put uh, lightning version of ear pods in the box and then sell a dongle for $29. Right. And yes. also the premium lightning ear buds beyond that. Sure. Dongle's got to be $19. Yes. The premium uh, ones will be like I don't beats, know. beats I feel like the uh, lightning. So the, the, the case that Thomas Ricker made is that you can make a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones that pass the good enough test for like 30 bucks. Well, yeah, they're and totally And sell them for 70 yeah. Like if yeah. you look so at they could, Amazon, they could stick Bluetooth headphones into the box. They could put earbuds in the box. They could put crappy earbuds in the box. Sponsored by LaCroix. But I mean, they, they already do put crappy earbuds in the box. Uh, so let me, let me tell you something. I use those earbuds all the time. No. Why? Do they fit well <laughs> in your ears? Yes. <laughs> it can't be for sound quality. 
so it's got to be fit. Let me tell you why. I like having a pair of headphones in my back left pocket all the time so that if I need a pair of headphones, I don't happen to have like my better headphones on me. Or I don't have my Bluetooth headphones that are kind of big or I don't have my in-ear headphones that I like. Uh, I know I have a pair of headphones on me and the the standard Apple earbuds are great for keeping in your pocket because they're plastic all the way through. There's no like rubber part to get mucked up by sitting in your pocket with lint. And so you can just pull these things out, have them, use them. And they're the only headphones with a microphone reliable enough to actually work with the max headphone jack. So, like, so you, you, know don't, you don't use work. them for listening to music. You use it for taking calls all day. I use it for like emergency headphones. So I can attest to the fact that he's wearing them right yeah, now. I'm, no, these I'm, are different. These are the in-ears. Oh yeah, they yeah. are. Wait, wait. Right. So, what are we talking? Even from like a design standpoint, it knows we know it need to be like small. Yeah. Why would Apple make a small wireless Bluetooth earphone that has a remote or something that lets you do that? Has the microphone and presumably has some way to charge? Oh well, I think what we're saying is the ones that would come in the box would be Lightning. Yes. Yeah. Enabled. They, so they'd not be wired Bluetooth. too. They have they they'd yeah. be neck buds, right? Okay. Right. Oh man, right. neck buds is so. Well, no, neck buds would Apple like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, you can make you can make cheap neckbud style Bluetooth ones, like Thomas mentioned, for like thirty bucks, right? But Apple wouldn't make neckbuds. I mean, I find it really hard to believe they would. And How could the company would mil- that they, designed they, they, the iPhone six battery case <laughs> and the hockey puck mouse ever create something as inelegant as neckbuds? So, I don't believe yeah, it. I refuse to accept you, it. You're, you didn't get. Let me get to the other half of this point. Is that they will make a fully Bluetooth headset, whatever, whether it's like the uh, whatever it's called, the it's escaping my name, the ones that don't have the wires between them that are all arranged right now. Um, buds, wireless buds. But they're going to sell those for like two or three hundred dollars. Oh my god! Airbuds. And then well, yeah, you get they in the file? box just a cheap wired set that all they did was rip off the three point five millimeter jack, put a lightning jack at the bo- bottom, and called it a day. Like they're going to be earpods with a lightning jack. There's just like no way that's not the case. <sighs> profit margins, man. Got to protect the profit margins. Well, yeah, and also just it, from a consumer perspective, I think getting consumers adjusted to yet another like format change is a bit is a big enough deal. Also, getting millions and millions of consumers to suddenly adopt Bluetooth or wireless headphones when they haven't yet already. Although, although I think in the last quarter, at least in the U.S., wireless headphones actually outsold. Uh, wired headphones for the first time, according to, I think it was the MPD group. But still, there are a lot of people that use wired headphones. So I think like if you're going to change one thing, you can't change everything right away. I think consumers would freak out if Apple was suddenly like, you have to use Bluetooth or wireless. There's also one yeah. reason why it absolutely can't be neck buds, which is how would they put it in a box? Like, can you imagine yeah. Apple trying to design packaging for those stupid <laughs> neck buds? Not, they would spend three times as much time trying to find an elegant solution for that box mm-hmm. than they would actually spend making those headphones. It's a box, but the it box be... has wings, and those wings are where the rest of the neck bud goes. <laughs> Don't question it. it just be... fly with it. All right, we've talked, about, un- we talked about like, the lack of headphone jacks like, ad nauseum, but I want to talk about this new... I was, trying to, make, I was trying to make a joke, Dan. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, home that's button. all right. Home Unapologetically horseshoe-shaped boxes. Force touch home button. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So the Force Touch Home button actually makes me think of uh, a number of Android well, phones that have come describe out. what we're what we're talking like. What we're talking about is a home button that isn't an actual physical button anymore. It's like the trackpads on the Mac, where when you touch it, it's pressure sensitive, and then there's a little taptic gigaw that like taps back at you at the right moment, so it feels like a button, but it doesn't actually move. It's like in 3D my, touch. In my beautiful dreams, button. this means that they've gotten rid of like the last moving part that is keeping them from making it waterproof. Keep dreaming. Uh-huh. Well, we don't think it's waterproof uh-huh. anymore. I, mean, I don't know. Did we think it was waterproof before? I don't no, know. but I'm saying that like now it's on the table. 
I suppose. I don't know. Right. This this makes me think that of like you know, there's uh, a couple of phones that came out this year. There's uh, uh, HTC's Ten and the One Plus Three that have a home button that doesn't move. It just it it uh, senses when you touch it and it unlocks the phone. Uh, yeah. and and it vibrates, you know, so it knows that. Yeah, but the general like overall vibration is dumb. They've got yeah. to do the thing that they do on the Apple Watch or on the Mac, where like it feels like it's it's tapping you back in that precise spot. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Assuming they can, you know, miniaturize it that small or whatever. But you know, Apple's got to figure that out. Uh, so we're expecting this stuff to hit on uh, September seventh. Seems to be the date that everybody's sort of. That's my birthday. Like, landing on. It's uh, like what German had. The it's other thing he said birthday. is that the MacBook Pro is not going to be there. What? I know. Uh, Jeb Bush won't be able to upgrade his entire fleet all at once. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. We didn't talk about Apple Watch 2 either. Oh, yeah. All glass, but that's a 2017 rumor. Yeah. Right? Tell me that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. 2017 be... is when... The, so there was a leak, I yeah. think, earlier this week that um, one of the suppliers has been working with Apple to make an all glass phone. Yeah. So. No aluminum, just glass. Can't wait for people to shatter that thing. Sapphire can't get no respect. Yeah. Sapphire is a Rodney Dangerfield of materials. But there are all kinds of speculations, um, some of which I talked about on CNBC yesterday. It was like total speculation, Uh by the way, about what this could possibly mean. And it could be like it's more immersive, like we're seeing with the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. It could be that it's good for wireless charging. It could be that it's better for (laughs) connectivity because... Uh, there's no way they're doing wireless charging. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. There's like all the like everyone's like, why would it go all glass? And Cause I don't know. Maybe because Samsung makes mostly glass phones and it's leapfrogged Apple in terms of product design. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've all held like who 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 here has held a Note Seven? I have. I have. Yeah, raising my have. hand that you can't see it. Who here thinks it? that the Note Seven is radically better than the iPhone Six in terms of design? I really like uh, the, the Note 7. Plus. I do. Mm. Right? I really like it's the Note 7. It's just way better. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, they got to do something. And if this if the rumor on the iPhone 7, or I'm sorry, the iPhone 6SE, like, isn't that something that's floating around out there, too? The iPhones. Oh, yes, it was. But now there's not going to. I don't even know. Okay. So. So, Max. Apple Mac. Watch? We didn't talk Apple, Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, watch. Whatever you want. So, like, GPS faster processor. Yay. Yeah, I don't care. But same design. So Peter it's like, says yay, and I'm, like, inside. Like, my heart's a flutter over the idea of GPS. Do you think that they're going to be able to put a battery in there that'll actually be good enough? It's going to have to be a pretty thick watch, would be my understanding. Isn't the rumor it's going to be, like, slightly thinner, but use the same lugs to hold the... Not lugs. What do we what do we call the strap attachment? Well, nor- normal attach. people call them lugs, but I don't know what Apple calls them. Normal people I think call we, them lugs? It's, it's the, the strap trench. I <laughs> think strap trench. <laughs> we should call them like hitches, <laughs> winches. You, you yoke the thing to your wrist. They <laughs> <laughs> should create. Oh, that's a great so idea. They should create one that has a winch. And when Apple you want to put it on in the morning, you just slide it towards you. <laughs> hitches and lugs and yokes aside, uh, is that they're going to come out with? The, the rumor says that they're going to come out with a new version called the Apple Watch Two or whatever that'll have that GPS similar design to what they have, but they'll also oh and a, and a faster processor, but they'll also update the old Apple Watch with the faster processor and still sell that for a cheaper price, which doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me. But I mean, I usually think that makes great sense because yeah. look at them with basically what they did to the iPhone SE. They said, here's this phone, this old form factor, guess, but yeah, we're going to put fair. a faster processor in it, and people went... Eight. But isn't isn't the whole promise of WatchOS 3 <laughs> that like it 
is so much faster without a hardware upgrade. Yeah, but <laughs> well, the limitations know. are staring us in the face. What I really want is a watch that has a screen on all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, they like, can put enough battery in the thing to ha- make the GPS work. Maybe they could put enough battery in the thing to, you know, make me not have to like spin my arm in a 360 degree circle to see what time it is. I think there's already enough battery to do that. Like, if you wear an Apple Watch every day, what do you end the day at? 40, 35 percent? Like, when was the last time an Apple Watch died in a full day for you? Uh, yeah, it happens like I mean, once every couple of weeks. Really long workout, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like. There's a lot of they they're using AMOLED screens already. There's a lot of other watches on the market that use AMOLED screens and last all day with their watch on uh, with their face showing a you know low res display or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why Apple couldn't do it and still have I a mean, watch that last most of the day or all. Day. I, I have a question. I'm still wearing a smart. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you think the reason your Apple Watch lasts all day is because it is purposeless and doesn't like do anything? <laughs> because it, because so, like, you're not wearing it and yeah. it's sitting in a drawer. But that seems likely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm no tech expert. I'm just the sideshow. Sideshow, <laughs> uh, Chris. I've got a question for you. Do you wear an analog watch or digital watch or just non smartwatch? Me? No, because I have a phone. If I want to check the time, I look at like the phone. But, but how do you how do you subtly let somebody know that you're bored with this conversation know, and you'd like to leave? I've been trying this Pokemon whole podcast. <laughs> but but Chris, how do you quantify every moment of your life, every heartbeat, every step? That is a good. Yeah, that Chris, is a very good question. I have accepted I've taken eighty seven hundred steps today. What have you done? <laughs> I don't know. I, I rode a bike for 20 minutes. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I'm not going to make a grown man riding a bike joke. Not going to do it. What, what, what's the what's joke? What's the joke? Yeah. That's why I didn't do it. Okay, there's joke. no joke there. <laughs> That's a good I mean, reason not to like do it. That's a very good reason not to tell a joke. It doesn't exist. We can talk, but... <sighs> I'm not buying an iPhone 7, right? Like You're not this is this will be the first iPhone I don't buy. What if they do the I dual every camera on the Plus or Pro model? Oh, or so yeah. So if the if the Plus gets the the super fancy camera, t- describe to us what the purpose of the dual camera is on the the iPhone yeah. Seven Plus. Uh, you want me to take this? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it, the, according to the rumors, it would take two pictures or take the same both both cameras would take the same picture at the same time and then their data would be blended together for a better quality image uh, which sounds like similar technology to what we've seen on say the Huawei P9 which has a Leica branded camera but it takes two images at the same time captures more data with two separate cameras and then blends them together into the final result um, so that could it's a certain possibility it doesn't seem so to what, be, what is each lens doing? Like, what's what's the main uh, lens and the secondary lens doing? Like, one so takes red in, in and the one case takes of, blue? In the case of the Huawei, I believe one takes a full color resolution image. The other one takes just the luminance. So it's actually almost like a black and white image. Uh, but the software blends them together. And because it can capture more detail in just the luminance side of things. But that mm-hmm. gets really deep into, like, camera image processing. Um, but but what, it, what I mean is, it doesn't sound like the iPhone would have a dual camera system like, say, the G5, which had a uh, standard width lens and a wide-angle lens that it switched between depending on how much zoom you wanted, or the HTC Evo 3D, which made a 3D image because it had two cameras. So this isn't, pro- this isn't like a camera that's going to work with 
3D modeling. Did you already card? Did I miss that? I was no. zoning out for a moment. So, I, so I'm <laughs> admittedly, uh, I met with this startup recently that um, it's not fully launched yet, but is in beta, and they're doing some really cool stuff with like 3D modeling. You know, you point your phone, you take an image of a room, and then it just creates the stuff around it. And anyway, I won't get into too many d- details yet. But um, but they said, you know, like using something like Project Tango, right. they can do really really cool stuff with 3D modeling. And so when I hear dual camera system, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. It sounds like this wouldn't be a similar use case. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like based on the rumors and like, you know, smoke and mirrors information that we have so far. Um, It sounds like like a Project Tango type of device would have uh, multiple cameras and sensors and stuff like that and can map out spaces and isn't really great for photography. It's designed for other things. I would think that Apple would just lean in really hard on the photography side of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they certainly can't lean in on the music side of things. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. uh, okay. jokes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. I'm not going to get it. This will be the first iPhone I don't. Wait, buy. are we missing rumors though? Do no. we talk about the MacBooks that won't be coming? No, we got to get like. So I got to say, I'm using the 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 MacBook MacBook, the, the little itty bitty MacBook, the most recent one, and man, I'm on like I'm on enough video calls often enough now where it's like I made a mistake. This can't handle it. Zoom or Google Hangouts are too much for this thing to handle. Um, And so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time for a MacBook Pro. And apparently it's not going to appear at the September 7th event. Don't know when it's going to appear. And the rumor is it's not actually going to be tapered. It's going to be like standard block of Mac. And it's going to have that OLED uh, OLED touchscreen strip, which I'm – if they do it right, I'm ridiculously excited about. And if they do it wrong, I'm pretty like – Meh about. If they do it right, it will be truly customizable, and that right. I have doubts about. It, it would be Apple like an Art Lebedev keyboard, right? Did I say that name? What? Right? No, the, it'll just be a strip at the top. It won't be the whole keyboard. No, no, but like the concept, if it was customizable, because it would like change, right? You could right you know, the display would change yeah. based on what you set it to. Yeah, right. you can say I never use these buttons, but I use this one a lot, and so this one's going here, and I'm putting this one here, and really, if like. You look at the iPhone as a model, which probably isn't the best comparison. It's not especially customizable. I, I, I just wonder who's who's actually not. asking for this. Like, I'd rather have a thinner, lighter MacBook Pro. I mean, how much? I don't think the OLED strip adds that much. Like, I really don't. No, I mean, no, I mean, not. I don't mean to say that, but like, if there was areas that I would rather Apple spend its time and focus on improving, I'd rather yeah. have a thinner, lighter MacBook Pro than an OLED touch strip on my MacBook Pro. That's all. I'm I'm still team battery. Uh, don't care. Like if you're buying a MacBook Pro, let it let it have a longer battery life. Oh no, a little bit thicker. Well, wait, I've walked around a 15 inch MacBook Pro for two years. Yeah, well that's that's on you, man. I don't know <laughs> it it still has terrible battery life. <laughs> team 13 inch laptop forever. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I have a 12. Whatever. Is the secondary? I'm reading this now, and I I still I guess I don't know why. Why we would have an OLED touch bar. Yes, exactly. So I can show you a cute Siri animation. So you can have a emojis. mix of function keys and other things. So does you it, can have custom you play emoji. No Man's Sky? Dude, if it if it lists my eight favorite emoji all the time, that'd be great. Touch ID fingerprint reader oh, potentially yeah. on the MacBook Pro, which would be really cool. Cause you could just go buy stuff and be like boop. Because Apple Pay is going to be such Boop. a huge smash Buy hit on the it. web. Everybody's going to use it. Well, there's that. There's <laughs> Dieter. What? I just, 
Dieter, the room is burning. Buying burning stuff Burning down sucks. with your burns. We're going to have to exit this podcast taping shortly. Do you think that they'll get rid of the headphone jack on the MacBook Pro? <laughs> no, there's like no way. Just, like, this is a such a troll. Question. There's no way, right? Well, That'd be I crazy. Mean, I still don't understand why, you know, why the iPhone next iPhone, the one that's coming next month, doesn't have a headphone jack. If the design isn't any different, it's not any thinner, it's like, what, what, why? Why Why doesn't it have it? You know what's ironic about the headphone jack thing? One, we can't stop talking about it, and <laughs> it's just whatever. Um, I'm going to list some phones that, um, you know, were available when the iPhone came out. BlackBerry 8300 Curve. Did that have a headphone jack? Yes. Curve line did. It had a 3.5 millimeter. The curve got to 3.5. Okay. The N95 did, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, was, was it like the Trio 680 that was that around that time? That was a 2.5, and that was a disaster. Uh, a bunch of the other Blackberries that were popular at the time did not have headphone jacks. So, like, one of the things that made the original iPhone kind of compelling... You could just use it for music with like real headphones. It's and it's also worth noting that none of those devices were great media players or experiences. Oh, they're all terrible. So like you didn't well, really the care N95, okay, that you couldn't yeah. plug the a N95 headphone set terrible. into them because you would use an iPod because that was your media experience. And the iPhone changed that whole conversation. Um, the Samsung Blackjack had a two point five millimeter, and then I had a yep. an HTC Sprint Mogul that had the HTC dongle adapter. Mm-hmm. What was that called? I don't remember what it was called, but it plugged into mm-hmm. the USB port. And yeah. Did the Prada, did the chocolate, whatever. You know, this is all going to be a, just a non-topic in the future because soon enough we're all just going to be wearing giant face computers. And so we'll be surrounded by sound. It will be this in, in these completely immersive environments where sound will just be patched right I want to know how Chris faces. Plant feels about the loss of a headphone jack. Woof. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's stupid. It, it, here, here's the thing about the dongle that I'll say. I have, I when I was in high school, I thought of myself as an audiophile, if you will, and I, I, I don't I, know. I Somehow not. I found out about Sennheiser headphones, and I begged my parents to get these headphones, and it was like, oh, it'll be my birthday present and Christmas and everything else in the world combined, and I'll throw in as much money as I can from working during the summer, yada yada yada. So I got these nice headphones. And I've had them ever since. But the main output is like what you would plug into a speaker amp uh, or like a nice pair of like the stuff that I use for recording podcasts. It's not. So you mean the big, the big quarter inch jack? Yeah, right? big quarter inch jack. So whenever I want to use it on normal things, I have to use a dongle. Here's the thing <laughs> about that I have bought a hundred dongles because I lose it constantly and i only use these headphones in my house which means like they go to the phantom zone for all i know but they still get (laughs) lost and like it's not like oh one day i fell like into a surplus of these dongles no they're just gone forever i don't know where they are and i guarantee what would happen with me and like i mean probably other people i would hope that i'm not alone here is that if you introduce a dongle to normal people they're going to lose it, and if the only option, at least at first, is to pay $30 or $20 or whatever absurd price Apple will attach to it, yeah, that, that Dude, sounds right. Th- th- there's no way they do that. What, if, you, if it's more than 2 or $3, like what I can pay for a dongle on Amazon, it's absurd. And 
that everything about that is maddening to me. And I just I, I just want to point out that the the adapter that Apple sells to turn a micro USB cable into a lightning cable, it's like maybe half an inch long piece of plastic is nine ninety nine. So yeah, so they could they could Oof. sell the the dongle for nine ninety nine. Yeah, because the Why dongle's not? gonna be longer. I I I don't think that, like it's an inherently bad idea to get rid of the audio jack if there was something that was like magnitudes better what this feels like to me is like if somebody has a blu-ray player right now and you're like you know what no more options for you it's time to switch to ultra hd blu-ray i would be like why the hell are you making but, me do this i mean that's presu- that i mean that's actually an upgrade right because ultra hd is 4k in theory, is, is an upgrade. But you can't use the old Blu-rays Are, aren't now. Aren't they pushing but the... But, only but, but at, least, at least it's putting you forward. You know, getting rid of the headphone jack and forcing you to use the lightning doesn't improve your experience Oh, anymore. I thought they were pushing Well, it might improve like, the phone. No, the idea is, like, maybe they'll fit in an extra speaker at the bottom and improve sound. Maybe they'll make the design even thinner. It's Maybe... I, I don't know because I don't know mechanical engineering as well as the people at Apple do. Maybe it even allows room for a bigger battery somehow. I mean, the, it allows <laughs> room for things. That's all I know. It's like, all right, let's move this, you know, this your favorite chair out of the living room now because we're going to make room for something else, even though you're like, I really don't want to get rid of my favorite chair. The 3.5-millimeter really headphone jack <laughs> is a comfortable chair. I like that. We were all just sitting and imagining our favorite chairs and getting real mad. No, you know what? The chair analogy away. works. Because, like, if I have a favorite chair and they can't even tell me what the new thing is that they're replacing it with, then you're damn well right. I'm going to get pissed that they're taking my chair. It's a bassinet. I'm just kidding. You're going to replace it with one of those exercise balls. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Classic. It's wake you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> You're not going to sleep for the next 18 years. You're welcome. That's what they're making room for. Uh, so while we're on the uh, uh, very uh, engrossing topic of headphones, Lauren, uh-huh. you reviewed a whole bunch this week, right? Wireless ones. I at that. did. I did wireless exercise headphones. They're like they're not all exercise headphones, but that's what we were focused on for our review. You want me to just keep going? Just tell us, just tell us which one to buy. <laughs> like, waiting for the question. Uh, we, this was part of our, this is my next series. You can find it on YouTube and TheVerge.com. We voted the JLab Epic 2s as our top pick for the best wireless Bluetooth headphones you can use for working out. And then our runner-up was the Plantronics Backbeat Fit. And the JLabs are 100 bucks, and the Backbeat Fits can be found online for between 75 and 80 So... Yeah, we, I mean, here's the thing, Chris, you mentioned earlier, like you used to fancy yourself an audiophile. And when we go into these kinds of reviews, we're like, we put the caveat out there in many different ways that this is not about pure sound quality. It's not like this is the best, the purest, most unadulterated sound that you're going to get from a pair of wireless headphones. But we just look at things like fit and durability and waterproofing and battery life and just ease of use and say, this is what we worked out with and this is what felt the best to us. So um, so there you go. So, uh, yeah. Lauren, I'm now guessing I'm- that in the mm-hmm. course of uh, research and producing this piece that you worked out more than I have in the past 10 years. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to I can't say how much you've worked out, Dan. Uh, but I will say that uh, I worked out at least <laughs> yeah. three times with shows. each pair. Probably not much. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I worked out a fair bit, a fair amount. I remember at one, we were actually on vacation at one point, and I was I, it's when I was testing the Plantronics at that point in time, and I was like getting up in the morning to go work out and use the Plantronics, and my boyfriend was like, "We are on vacation," and I was like, "I know, I gotta test some headphones," you know, like <laughs> pretty dedicated. Uh, that's how I go on vacation. I work. <laughs> Get sand in my laptop and it ruins my keyboard. Do you guys miss Neli? Yes. All right. Let's 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 see if we can find him. I bet you that he could take us to the money zone right now. The Vergecast, as you know, is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to the Vergecast and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? Did I mention that it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, and get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City, Consumer, Credit, and Debit cards. Man. Money making. I thought we missed Neli, but that was that was not that special. Maybe we're better off. Sorry, I didn't realize you were going. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, can I tell you a secret, Ross and Chris? Yeah, sure. Uh, yes. I have never owned a PlayStation. Not a single one, never in my life, not once, have I ever had a Sony gaming console in my house. Me neither. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. not surprising. You know what Splatoon is, and that's what matters. Yeah, and I've owned every Xbox for some insane reason. Not every single iteration of every Xbox, but like enough. I've, I didn't have like the, the whatever the Xbox 360 Slim. Did you did was. you have Sega consoles as a youngin? <clears throat> no, because I liked playing video games. Oh, whoa, wow. whoa! <laughs> See, I, I thought wow. that might have been the case because I, as a Sega loyalist, had kind of like a thing against PlayStation. Because it was like the I'm rival. With, I'm with you, Chris. Yeah. I was a Sega mm-hmm. loyalist. It, it, I played my Aladdin, my superior Aladdin, for many years. Well, no, so a lot of people had a Genesis. Did you stick with them to the Sega Saturn, though? Oh, no, of course not. What? Oh. I mean, there's a reason. <laughs> Why not? But there's a reason that Sega doesn't make hardware anymore. Uh, because nobody bought their Saturn and then not the Dreamcast, right? So. What was the, uh, what was the, 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 but I did have a 30, I have a 32 I had. I, I will say I did was the one person who bought the 32x and a Sega was Nomad. It 32x. What was the what was the actual like physical like CD-ROM? Sega disc CD. System Sega CD. Sega. Yeah, Sega had this Sega like CD? Sega was like the original modular concept, right? Because you had yes. the Genesis yep. that sat on top of the Sega CD, and then you had mm-hmm. this 32x that sat on top of the Genesis. Oh yeah, and you can do them yes. all at once. Yes, you could. It was pretty yeah, sweet. I I got to I got to have that in my life when I was in college because my roommate had one. I believe that, that let me get me. Sonic and Knuckles <laughs> and all my favorite Sonic the Hedgehog games. I <laughs> oh, was not. No, it was Knuckles Chaotix was on 32x. Oh, that's right. And uh, 32x had a version of the Star Wars arcade game, which was really really hard. Okay, tell me about this upgraded <laughs> PlayStation Four. <laughs> Just, I don't, I, we're done with, uh, I trolled Chris, it failed, you all love Sega, Sega's the best, I take Sega. everything back, nobody could ever say anything bad about Sonic, nor his um, sexual proclivities. You're right, because Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> What's the deal with Sonic? I just mm. love digging out these 25-year-old video game birds. Wait, 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 <laughs> Lauren, Lauren doesn't know about Sonic's secret life. What is Sonic's secret as life? A, I played as Sonic. A, as a, as an internet, internet. sensation sensation no just just don't don't google it all. <laughs> all right i won't i just tried to no, f- google google sonic yeah. 
I just tried to S A N. Just tried to Wait, find I don't think I've ever done old this. reviews of the original Sega Genesis Incognito to see what people window. were writing. And it's not that reviews bad. like that, and it's impossible to find. Image. Oh, oh, no, San. Hey, I know Sanic. That's fine. Okay. Do you need to Do you need to know about this? This new PlayStation, PlayStation? Four yes, project, please. Neo. Wait, Urban Outfitters is selling I mean, the Sega Genesis. That it's over. It's over. Okay, go ahead. You know how uh, you you already talked about the, the new Xbox on on one of these shows. We have right? yes, we did mm-hmm. last week actually. Okay, so that, uh, uh, but PlayStation, <laughs> I guess, is like how you can think of it. No, but the, doesn't um, the, the okay. it's it, it's it's slightly okay. different. So what Microsoft is doing is this year it released a slightly more powerful Xbox mm-hmm. One, which you reviewed and did an excellent job of, I must say. Yes, you must. I think you had you, a you are you are you are required by was. your contract to say nice things about me and what I do. This is also yeah. a fact. Um, so next year they're going to release something called Project Scorpio, which is the beginning of their, I guess, iterative design philosophy that is going to probably look a lot more like what we have with right. iPhones, where there will be some kind of universal store, um, and everything will play on every system ish. Uh, but the newer consoles will be more powerful. Games will look better on them. They might have additional features that are only possible on the newer things. And ultimately, Microsoft will have the excuse to like try to get you to buy a new Xbox every year um, or however often they release it. So Project Scorpio, uh, within the context of that, sounds like it's kind of somewhere in between. It is going to be more powerful, we think, than uh, the Xbox One S, but it's not clear if it is Sony's kind of uh, starting Scorpio point is Microsoft's something more thing. Yeah, we're talking, we're, sorry, PlayStation Neo. is going to be Neo more right powerful now. than the... Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. sorry, Neo. Neo is the code word. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, it, it's unclear if it'll be as iterative as whatever Microsoft ends up doing. Um, it will... The idea is it'll play 4K... Uh, whether or not it'll actually play 4K games, I have a lot of trouble believing. Um, it wait even why? like the GTX. T- it, I mean, it might it might play them at like with low graphics quality options. I guess is what I would say. That's not quite the right way of like phrasing. Like a low it, frame rate. The way I look at it is like what? a low frame rate. No, like. So if you play video games on a PC, on top of like being able to change the resolution, you could say, oh, I want like medium level quality textures or high or ultra, or I want this level of particle effects or all these different kind of ways to uh, stress the computer. Do you love settings? And I think if you love settings, yeah. get a PC. I, you know, I don't, I don't even know if it's... Ugh, but, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna go that far. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get in a big fight over PC. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's gonna, gonna offer great. those settings. I'm saying to get 4K to run on a consumer grade console, it's gonna have to make some other sacrifices elsewhere. Because right now, if you play a game on max settings on a PC at 4K, even with a, the top of the line graphics card, there's no guarantee that it's gonna run smoothly. Um, and I have trouble believing that Sony, a company that makes money off of its hardware, is going to be able to sell something at a consumer price uh, by next year that does that without making those. So we're expecting this. What are we um, expecting this thing to actually be good for? Because like the One S is the Xbox One so, S is like a, a console. It's like if you don't have an Xbox and you want an Xbox, you should buy that Xbox. But if you have an Xbox, it will play 4K Blu-rays and HDR. 
that's not worth upgrading. You should wait for the the real upgrade, which will handle VR. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't. Get I think it'll the, do that, and I think VR. There's no reason for the. Xbox I mean, I think VR is the big thing, other than like they needed to make the Xbox One not suck, and they did that. Right, I mean, like it's like that's the yeah. the S model for iPhones, or even like the SE model. Here's the cheaper version that's slightly better, slightly different. We've refined, we've cleaned up, we've made it a little slimmer. We don't worry about battery life because it's always plugged in anyway. So convince me that I shouldn't just go buy a cheap PlayStation Four now and not, uh, you know, like should I wait for the Neo? What's the Neo gonna do? I mean, are you the person who's going to buy PlayStation VR? Like that is probably gonna be the big argument for okay. it because. Powering VR is so, difficult. Uh, th- um, I guess that's my big question around yeah. this: is how does VR play into this? Because is, is will VR be work with the existing PlayStation Four, or is is that the big thing that this adds is compatibility? Okay, so yes, yeah, so I think VR. I think one thing for clarification is like we don't suspect the Neo's coming out necessarily this year. Uh, but PlayStation VR, like we know that's going to work with PS Four. If you've used PlayStation VR and you've used an Oculus, like it's a world of difference in terms of, like technical. Like you can tell the resolution is lower. Mm-hmm. Like. If you've not done Oculus, it may not bother you as much, but if you're going down, it definitely feels like a downgrade. So we think that they're going to announce this new PlayStation 4 in a couple weeks, but not release it. Yes. Ever. Correct. Ever. I, 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 w- I would be shocked to see <laughs> yeah. it on store shelves. I mean, I would not, like, I'll put money on, like, maybe a price drop or something to, like, spur demand for PS4. I mean, it's already, in terms of, like, console sales beating Microsoft. But just to do something, just to like mess with them for like having a new slimmer Xbox, mm-hmm. they may do something to boost sales for the hardware this year. But Neo is not that. Neo is like, this is a tease of what's to come. Hmm. Please keep with us. Don't worry about that Microsoft thing. Think you have a good night. Enjoy your rumored Apple event. And we're also going to be having <laughs> this on my birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Dan, what do you How what do you want for your birthday? Cost? Do you want to work for 14 hours straight? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I, I aspire to every year is a nice yeah. fourteen hour marathon of, of blogging. Yeah. Oh. Guess what? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Happy blog day. So in general, with the Xbox One S, it's like a little bit exhausting. It's a little bit like, yeah, okay, you 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 made a better Xbox. Congratulations. That's the one you should sell for a while. You're not selling the big old tank anymore. Uh, but we're waiting for the new one. But in general, there's not I'm not like sitting here like desiring it uh i sort of am not sitting here desiring the the playstation 4 neo right now which is a weird thing i kind of expected to like it's like give me some more excitement and hope if you can if okay. you dare here's <laughs> here's here's what i would say is good about the playstation 4 neo in theory um it's made by the people who made the PlayStation. Why isn't it like a PlayStation what? 5? If it's like not coming till next year. but e- e- Because it has to compete with what Microsoft is doing, for one. Two, they have to have something that can better power PSVR. Right now, PlayStation VR, from what we understand, uses some really interesting tricks to make it so that the PlayStation 4 can power it. Um I think that any issues that I have using PSVR might be because of those kind of uh, shortcuts that it takes, and I think that they'll be remedied by PlayStation Neo. I think at the same time, like, for whatever reason, everybody feels there's this demand for 4K now, and they need to get something out there that, at the very least, can play uh, 4K Blu-rays. I mean, it's it's Sony (laughs) made them. 
Like they're, they're, they want to have the dominant cheap uh, Ultra HD Blu-ray player out there. They did it with DVD a long time ago. They're going to do it again here. They did it with Blu-ray before that. They're right now being bested by Microsoft, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that I do think there is the possibility that they will have 4K gaming and there will be some weird workaround that makes that work for some games. I, I Like I said, I can't imagine what that looks like yet. Um, because it, it, there's just, there's nothing like that. It's, it's unprecedented to imagine games getting certified, uh, that work on two different consoles, um, that aren't, that aren't a PC game. I mean, it's, it's just a very different thing to kind of conceptualize how they plan to do that. But the person who is in charge of that, I imagine is going to be Mark Cerny, who is, I think, exceptionally brilliant and is responsible for most of the great architectural decisions of the PlayStation 4. He's also responsible in some part for Knack. So <laughs> if you remember that terrible game, what? we can't give him all, all thumbs up. Yes, yeah, no, it is like the terrible platformer. <laughs> I know what that is? <laughs> Ross no, got it. No, you really yeah, should. It took me a second. Uh, but I think, I think the other part is like, I think, Dan, you're just asking, why isn't this PlayStation 5? And I think sure, yeah. this is now a moment where like, if Sony and Microsoft are doing what they've been hinting at, and it seems like they are, like, we are now in an era where it's not a new console launch. It's a new iteration of the console. They used to use their own kind of like custom architecture to get nerdy for a second. It's now all x86, mm-hmm. same as PC. What they can do now going forward is a hybrid between the old console model and the PC gaming. You're not going to get a lot of people to buy like new graphics cards all the time. Like That's a great market, but that's not what people do. They will buy a new phone every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Like Why not do the same thing for this? We know it's backwards compatible. We know this architecture works you get a little bit better every time. Maybe there won't be a lot of 4K games next year, but if people start buying that, the one two years from now may start saying, okay, these are exclusive 4K games. Maybe they won't call it PlayStation 5. Maybe PlayStation is just that platform now. Right, right. I mean, that makes sense. What what that makes me wonder is that, like, you know, these gaming consoles are still four, five hundred, six hundred $600, right? Uh how are you going to get people to buy that every year or two when they're used to doing it every five or six years? Uh, so, like, will we see, like, Apple's had a ton of trouble or, or saw, you know, ahead that people are going not going to want to spend $750 on, on a phone up front, so they had introduced the upgrade program where you essentially just lease your phone. Um, you know, is that something that we could I, see Sony and I think, I think Yeah, I, th- I think you actually kind of want to come at that question backwards. Um if you look at like people right now already spend $1,600 to get, you know, the top of the line GPU or like to get two nice graphics cards and SLI them together, there are people. There sure, are people sure. But I think if you look spend, at that market versus money. the console well, gaming market, it's like different conversation. Yeah, but then so they're, they're the same. They're kind of the same thing in a different way than you'd think. There's that will be there. Those people will buy that new version. But then kind of like the old, cheaper iPhone or older version of a smartphone that is still sold, that will almost certainly happen with the older version of the console. So I think their logic is we can get people who are like our whales to buy this new stuff, but really the money will be made on reselling the Xbox One which or the Xbox One S, which will be increasingly cheap to produce to people who will now buy it 
at you know a hundred dollar discount. In Didn't uh, Sony do this years ago with the PlayStation Classic? Is that the same concept? Uh, I think that was a different uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a re- they, yeah, have... but I, I, rebranded PlayStation One that was cheaper. Kind. Mm. Yeah, I mean the goal is just to get these in people's hands, right? Like if you can if you can make consoles and not lose money making it and get them <laughs> into as many people's hands as possible, that's a good right. business. And like this system to me is designed to not necessarily get the best hardware into people's hands, but to get it into the hands of right. as many people as It kind of solves the chicken and egg thing, especially the things like 4K. Maybe it won't do all the 4K things, but mm-hmm. people need to get it to go forward and then they can start including it. Or even things like, and this is completely hypothetical, this Call of Duty game works on both the PlayStation 4 and the 4K. It's going to look a lot better on 4K. And in two or three years, they're going to be like, it's only on the 4K. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's the cheapest model you can get anyway. But we got to like ease you into it as opposed to like making these huge every six years flagship moments. But then that buying cycle that you're describing is really more similar to television purchases or home appliance pur- purchases than it is to something like a smartphone. Because now it's kind of a given that people are going to buy new smartphones every couple of years. Well, if you're lucky enough to. I mean, well, they want to do that with, with they want but, to do that with consoles now is the thing. But, I, like, but, but people buy a console and they essentially, for, you know, they buy it and forget about it and the Sometimes they don't buy a new one for like seven years, and that's how often you buy a new TV, and maybe more like five, right? But yeah. so if people, it sounds like what you're saying is they're they're going to try to sell people on the future proofing idea. Like, listen, if you buy a 4K TV now, it's great because in five years it's going to be super useful. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to buy a new TV again in five years. Yeah, I think it, I weirdly think it's the opposite. I think they're moving from the TV model of like you forget to buy a new one until literally somebody comes along and is like, you have to buy a new one. Everything, like like me having to go to my parents' house and be like, how do you still have a CRT TV? <laughs> it's time to move forward. Versus like, I mean, there's going to be marketing campaigns every year about why if you don't have the new version of this, you're just behind the times. And I know like TVs do that too, but not nearly in the way that phones or anything else do. I might well, be that's depressing. Like, like at, the, at the same moment that Moore's Law is like slowing down and not mattering, um, they're like, and like you don't need to get the new computer every year because it's not that much faster. They're now making consoles like flip it and try and convince you that you need to get the new one every year because they're so much better. But we know that's not true in the computer industry because, like, other than I guess maybe graphics cards, things aren't getting radically faster year over year. So why should I believe that's true about consoles? <laughs> yeah, except for you just said graphics cards. It's just graphics cards, right? That's <laughs> Which it? are like... The- I saw, this sounds like it's yeah, just something the, the that's really going to appeal okay, to fine. really <laughs> the hardcore gamers. Which, by the way, is Are graphics great. cards advancing that quickly? <laughs> are, they like, like, are they like, oh my god, I cannot believe I ever lived this way? Uh, I would say the change in like the last three years for... Like my PC graphics card is noticeable. Well, I mean, the, the, the most probable, um, yeah. obvious change is that they now support VR and they didn't a year ago. Right. right. And like the, the changes when you see it with VR is going to be way more noticeable than it's going to be with the flat screen iterations. Mm-hmm. Also, video RAM is increasingly yep. important. I got to say, um, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what I want to do? I just want to play a fun game and I don't care about these specs. Uh, I'm going to buy the new Nintendo that's coming out with the weird detachable thing. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, I do. It's Zelda. Um, tell me about No Man's Sky, because since I don't have a PlayStation and I'm not a PC gamer, this is, like, the thing that is, like, blowing up our entire website and half the internet that I, like, don't have personal experience with. I need to know. 
Should I go out and buy a PS4 right now so I can play No Man's Sky? Not not just for that. No? no. Okay, good. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right. There's other reasons I should go out and buy a PS4 right now? That's fine. Uh, no, it's like, describe to me the experience of playing this game and, and if it is living up to the hype. Do you want to take the last uh, game? Uh, I guess yeah. I'm, I've been nominated. So, I don't know. And, like, and this is something I talk about. Like, no Man's Sky is, I'm going to say it's a game, but it's not really. There's not really an objective to it. I mean, there's a loose objective. Like, you're mm-hmm. a person. You've got a spaceship. And you're trying to, like, you're at the outskirts of a giant galaxy, like, literally 18 quintillion planets, and you're trying to reach the center. Now, you're not going to go to all 18 quintillion. That would take literally decades and centuries of your life. But you can hop around, and you get to see these things that no one else in the world will see because this has been a giant universe that's been created basically using a giant algorithm. There's a lot of beautiful stuff. But what do you do? I mean... That's kind of it. You travel to the galaxies, you think they're really pretty, you look at them, you take pictures, uh, you fix your spacecraft and refuel it, and then you just kind of keep going. I, I have a follow-up question, Dieter. Do you either enjoy audiobooks or hallucinogenic drugs? <laughs> together. <laughs> Only together. Separately, I'm not interested, but together. Then this is the I'm perfect really game for you. You should absolutely buy a PlayStation okay. 4. But they're like audiobooks have a story. No, 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 no. He's saying that you should be listening to an audiobook exactly. while you play this game. Like uh, it's it's that it's that beautiful monotony, and I think I I love the exploration of it. But you're right. There's not like a strong objective. It's really meant to like explore and like this kind of vast space and appreciate the fact that there's just so much of it. But while you're doing that, you might want to kill time doing something else. You know, like in Cosmos, <laughs> where they explain how big the universe is, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Where they're like... The, the, and yeah, that the calendar, and he's standing in here, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wow, that's really compelling, and, like, perspective changing. So, yeah. like, at its best, the game is like that. But, like, at its worst, imagine having to go from all of those planets to the next. <laughs> 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 like, imagine someone being like, wow, now that your eyes are opened... Let's see what's on each one. And they're like, I'd really rather not. <laughs> like, it, 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 it's so impressive on a technical level, but ultimately, because it isn't, it, it, it's created by an algorithm or algorithms, and uh-huh. they pull from this pool of art assets, right? Uh-huh. So a human made, or humans made kind of the assets that then get. Uh, twisted and warped and smashed back together by the algorithm. So they made like a bunch of different animal heads and a bunch of different animal bodies and a bunch of different kinds of limbs, tentacles. And it's a, l- a little arms, more complicated, yeah. but that's yeah. I mean, that's whatever. that's the general idea. But yeah. the, the basic idea. But but the problem is like at the end of the day, that's still that pool of assets and the laws of these planets are still based off of whatever limited rules they've set for them and colors and so on so what happens is all the planets are in theory unique but there is this kind of like pervasive sense of sameness oh so it's like it's like aliens in star trek like oh yeah this alien is totally different it has its ridge on this side of its forehead instead of that side of its forehead (laughs) did you just sneak a star trek burn into this discussion (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you not bring a Star Trek brand into this discussion? (laughs) 
Did did you ever play? This is like I don't even know why I'm asking this. Did you ever play a game called Citizens? It was like Citizens Kabuto on PC. No. Nope. So no, I, I, I played a lot of Dune too. There, there, were, there was this, like, period where PC, when it, like, had some, like, I guess, high-end graphics cards at the time, had these 3D worlds that you could explore, but there was, like, nothing <laughs> on them, and they were all just, like, weird, angular, like, pseudo-hills and valleys that didn't really go anywhere, and there's a lot of that. Like, this feels like somebody created a system that builds the world of video games from, like, 1999 infinitely right so like there there's two things that i like to take away from that one if you're a company that makes large games with kind of so-so narratives like a bethesda game you should be doing this more often uh number two like i think the thing where this is going to live more than anything else is in the when you find that moment and you want to share it online and everyone else can appreciate it i think this is like i think chris chris is right most of the stuff you're going to see feels kind of samey when that algorithm works and you find the combination that's just so weird or you find a way to tell a story about it and you can kind of like make that your own, then, you know, at least for now, like that's great on Twitter. That's great on Reddit. Like I enjoy other people's experiences of No Man's Sky almost more than my own at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I also feel like that's a lot of video games. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I agree. But like it, it, it that that's weirdly i think kind of the appeal of streams and like gifs on twitter and Mm -hmm. yada 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 is it like we're at a point now where like an army of teenagers can (laughs) find dig through video games for their best bits and then deliver them to me in 15 minute segments uh and i can get almost as much enjoyment out of them as that like I've always enjoyed video games on a theoretical level as like somebody reports about them and just reads about them constantly. But that's especially the case as we get into this period of procedural uh, creation where even the people who make the game don't know where the best (laughs) bits are. (laughs) I'm going to procedurally generate this ad right now. You ever heard of Casper? Of course you have. You listen to podcasts, so you know what Casper is. It's not a ghost. It's a obsessively engineered mattress that is sold at a shockingly fair price. And it's these mattresses that come in a box, and you take them into your apartment, and then you open the box, and the air hits them, and they go from a tiny little roll to poof, sitting around in your apartment. And it's made out of springy latex and supportive memory foams, two different kinds of materials. That creates an award-winning sleep surface with, they will tell you if you listen, just the right sink and just the right bounce. Time Magazine named that one of the best inventions of 2015. You can order one yourself to try it out. It is risk-free. If you don't like it, just tell them and they will come and pick it up and give you your money back. They have free shipping and free returns in both the United States of America and Canada, but they're made in the United States of America, right here in the good old U.S. If you want to try out a Casper mattress and experience that just right sink and bounce, you can, you should go to www.casper.com slash verge, and you have to use the offer code. The offer code is verge. There are terms and conditions that apply, just FYI, but don't worry about it. Not a big deal. You should just go there, casper.com slash verge. 
Offer Code Verge and uh, go to sleep. You should just go to sleep. You should play some No Man's Sky and then go to sleep. That's that's what I recommend to you. I think we should make the term terms and conditions apply to everything. Yeah. Yeah, just be like, hey, I'm Lauren. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Terms and conditions apply. Is that like uh, retweets are not endorsements? <laughs> my my yes. my views do not um, reflect my employers. Yeah. Dan, what's your what's your um you're here you're here in Paulstead and so uh before we get back to No Man's Sky, I need to hear your 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 weekly segment that has the same consistent name every week that Paul usually yes, does. Yes, so this is, is a, a weekly segment, segment I do every week. Uh it's called yeah. Cool Gadgets for Rad Dudes and also Women. I think I think Paul already okay. And right. this Keep week going. just just roll with this it. week. Just go. I do not know who roll. this Paul is you're talking about. Roll down. This week I have a gadget, just like I did last week and the week before that. Uh, and it is a new VR headset from a Chinese company. And I'm going to pronounce this or try to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Duo Duo. Uh, and you spell the name D-L-O D-L-O. Um, and uh, apparently it's a, it's a phonetic. Is that is that similar to E-L-O? Uh, sure, except with a D instead of an E. D-L-O D-L-O. Um, and I mean, this is just ripe for a typo. It's ripe for a typo. It's ripe for a misread. Um, and my number one suggestion to this company is maybe hire some English language consultants. But uh, that said, they have this VR headset uh, that looks mm-hmm. like kind of like cop sunglasses. So like if you're familiar with cop aviators. Uh, this is a VR headset that is almost the same size as those. And uh, our wonderful uh, reporter, Addy, uh, checked them out this week. And they are very light as opposed to, say, like an Oculus or Gear VR or the other. Yeah, they're very light as opposed to giant, heavy ass VR headsets. Right. That like, you put I mean, like you face. could. They're not very light to compared to, say, I don't know, the, eyeglasses. Yeah, like, they're not light compared to eyeglasses, but they are, they are small enough. And sunglass looking enough that you could like walk down the street and not have too many people stare at you. Like if you wore these on the subway, you wouldn't get like all over Twitter as like, oh my God, look at the person wearing VR on the subway. That happens every few weeks. Um, But uh, Addy tried them out and because uh, they have their lenses and stuff like that in the front, they're still kind of like top heavy uh, or front heavy. So if you move your head down, they kind of fall forward and stuff like that. Uh, And they didn't fit her head. Uh, It seemed like they were designed for a larger head uh, and they didn't fit hers very comfortably. And and that's kind of like the whole problem with them is that uh, to make VR headsets that are work for everybody, you've got to kind of make them work for every size and shape of heads that are out there. And, And that's not an easy thing to do. The other thing with what do they work with a PC or do they work? So with yeah. So the other thing is, uh, so they have a device. Uh, so they could plug into a PC, but they also have a uh, device called a D1, which is kind of like the size of a phone, similar to an iPod Touch that will serve it content. Um, and we didn't get to demo that device, unfortunately. Uh, when Addy saw it, they were plugged into a PC. But like with any. VR system, the kind of the big struggle for this is uh, how much content there is, and there isn't very much at this point. But in terms of hardware differentiation in the VR world, they don't look like your average VR goggle. So I thought that was kind of cool. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I, I think you want to do stuff in VR. But yeah, I yeah, you. yeah. I mean, you want to will... do stuff, but like, you know, how much content is there in other VR? I mean, there's more. Is No Man's Sky going to be available in VR? 
That seems like that would be cooler. I like the idea of it being tethered to like an iPod Touch-like thing rather than some of the other solutions. Like, A, having a phone stuck on right. your face. B, having to be tethered via like a one terabyte connection to a massively powerful gaming computer. Or D, um, I skipped one on purpose. Um, what's the other one? Oh, yeah, we've seen like people putting stuffing computers in backpacks and wearing <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this, the funny. most similar thing to this that I've seen uh, before is LG's VR friend. I forget what it was called. It was for the G5. Um, and mm-hmm. those were kind of, those plugged into the phone like this does, but uh, they didn't do a great job of blocking out light. So it was kind of like you're just looking at screens in front of your face instead of like an immersive VR experience. And, and according to Eddie's report, the Duo Duo, uh, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> uh, uh, does a good job at blocking outside light and you know making it a more immersive experience. They're about five hundred fifty bucks. Okay, right. five sixty. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna buy them. <laughs> well, all right, we're almost out of time. I'm we have to do a super them. fast lightning I, round. I would buy a new PlayStation Four before I bought those. When is it coming out? The PlayStation, the, play, the Neo. Tell me. Well, we don't. We yeah. don't know. Are you listening you know. during the segment? You know. Yeah, we don't you know. know. No, no, it might be unveiled no, next no, month. And then we don't actually winking. know when it's going to come out. When is it coming out? Wink. Right. Wink <laughs> through the podcast. Here's what I'll say. Sometime after September 7th. Isn't Sony the company that, like... Did a whole PlayStation announcement, but never actually showed the hardware? Or was that Microsoft that did it well, with the Xbox? Uh, I just remember the PlayStation 4 event was about uh, 17 days long. Yeah, and didn't, they didn't I actually show like the hardware. That I, think that been, that? I don't know which one it was, yeah, actually. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't no. that the... That, PlayStation... That was a PlayStation 4 event where they didn't show the hardware, and it was like... They didn't show the hardware. It was 17 hardware. days long. Every tech journalist died. Yeah. And they never That's showed yeah. right. No, I okay. remember this. They stood on stage because and they talked about its capabilities and then they literally didn't show the box. They're going to do it. They're going to do it again. <laughs> I mean, they it. might. They I might, remember like... that. They were mad. They were mad because I went around the auditorium afterwards snapping photos. I wasn't even snapping at the time. I was tweeting photos of like well, that's not the box, and that's not the box, and, like, where's the PlayStation 4 box? And they just didn't right. show the console. Because they they said, you know, arguably, the people that care about PlayStation uh, 4 care more about what it can do and what it looks like. It's a well, box that's going to go around the console. 100% yeah. right. I mean, look, yeah. it is. <laughs> they, they, and and that, that was also, uh, 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 I remember that. I remember they're that they're because, totally because French people were so grumpy afterwards. If you look at the PlayStation 3, <laughs> And, you know, what that looked like and then what the PlayStation 4 ended up looking like is very obvious that people care what their game console looked like if you just, you know, look at the changes they made. Imagine if they hadn't shown the box and then the box turned out to be as hideous as the Xbox One. Okay. Or the PlayStation 3. Whatever. Like, it... That's we're we're reviving the city. They're not going to show the box. I will bet you a dollar they will not show a box of any sort. Can we, can oh, we do an over under on how long the event's going to be? If it's like, if, I think it's going to be. If four they're announcing that's like a year away, they have not designed the box. <laughs> they need time to make that right. Let's give them some time to figure that out. Uh, you know, CAD just it just takes a yeah. while to load. Like you click the button, it takes a while to load on a PlayStation Four. So guys, we did a parallelogram thousand. last time. What are we thinking this time? Pyramid, pyramid. All right, let's do a pyramid. <laughs> They should just totally straight up make it a pyramid, like a, like a not not like evokes a pyramid. They should make it a literal pyramid. What was that box? Was it the boxy box that was kind of like a, yes. a cube that was a like a cube that the, melted yeah, into your table and turned on its side, yeah. and, <laughs> and of course didn't fit in your console center. 
Uh, we got to wrap up, so I only have time for a couple lightning pew, round pew, questions. Pew. But I'm going to ask my favorites. My favorites. Ross Miller, Jason Momoa is in talks to star in a Crow reboot. I think it's a damn shame. If Jason Momoa is going to remake anything, it should be Big Mama's house, and he can call it Big Momoa's house. <laughs> uh, Dan, Modest Mouse Singer causes multi-Subaru car wreck in Portland. <laughs> this is the most Portland story ever. <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many jokes to make here, and I feel like the internet has, has really done a good service in making all of them by now. But yeah, it's a pretty hysterical story. The Modest Mouse Singer fell asleep. Hit into a Subaru. <laughs> hit into another Subaru. Pretty hilarious. A man <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel and but, caused hey, a look, pile you know what? Up. Nobody was hurt. He wasn't charged with anything. So sometimes life turns out okay. Remember, this is the asshole that backed his car into a cop car the other day. Yep. Yeah. But sometimes life it. turns out okay. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, We've all, we, everyone has made that joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lauren, HP is trying yet again to sell uh, laptops that basically have nothing in them because they work with the cloud. Great. Well, <laughs> cool is it story. This time? Well, <laughs> good for them. Are they also throwing in a free printer with that? Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, no. I mean, I guess a certain consumer doesn't care about RAM or processing power, but we don't know how that I think they're selling these for... to schools who really don't care about RAM or processing power, right? Let's see. They I'm look cute. About it now. They look cute. Right? How much are they going to co- charge for that? Oh, they're going to start at two nineteen. Yeah. So you're talking about Chromebook pricing. Oh yeah, most of them are comparable Chromebooks with similar specs. Um, are you talking about like the Surface Three? I feel like these aren't as fancy as the Surface Three. These are like. These are not yeah, Surface Three. Level. The processor, Intel, Celeron. I mean, I really don't have much of an opinion on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm like reading through the specs now, and I'm sure that's exactly what is most exciting to our Vergecast audience is me reading through the specs of a low-end HP uh, notebook Chris that's going to sell the schools. You got to end strong. You got to you like I I I have not I have not uh, shepherded this flagship uh, well. I've not steered it well. It's it's been a disaster for show. You have to save it right now by saying something hilarious, anything at all about the Olympics. I can't do that. <laughs> Why have you not been watching the Olympics? Oh the my God. I love the Olympics. Mike, I, will Mike, say, I will say something about the Olympics. The, the, there's a green Simone water. There's Biles, the fact that uh, U.S. gymnast uh, Simone Biles just won yeah, the gold. Everything. It was just announced in the New York Times. Yeah. She wins at life. Uh, U.S. gymnast uh, Allie Raisman just won silver. And a Russian woman, whose name I apologize, I don't remember off the top of my head, won, won bronze. But U.S. took the gold. So I'm very excited about that. Why? In my next life, I want yeah. to come back as an Olympic beach volleyball player. I mean, who doesn't? Because they're awesome. I want to know why NBC can't seem to get decent clips onto YouTube. They're spamming YouTube nonstop with clips, and they're all like just enough to make you mad that you're not seeing what you want, but not enough to, to like make you mad enough that you want to like go figure out how to actually watch the Olympics, especially on the West Coast where... I, theoretically, I'm supposed to be able to not see them time delayed, but in practice, it's just impossible. I'm very mad about the Olympics. Chris, tell us about the GIF ban. The, I mean, the the Olympics, they are protective of everything, and they want to make as much money as possible off of GIFs. the Olympics, even though they have almost no skin in the game, because they get cities to be idiots and spend all of their money on buildings that will fall apart. <laughs> And they feel like by banning gifts from the press, they can make money off that too. I mean, how do you monetize? Honestly, a GIF? I'm very happy 
What? How do you monetize a GIF? You monetize a GIF by not letting anybody else use it and forcing people to watch your crummy video service. <laughs> so you monetize the GIF by killing the GIF. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is everything about... The Olympics themselves are great. And I have never thought that there has been like a time where especially America needed them more. Like a bit of like happiness and joyful like communal patriotism. A plus. All about it. The idea that like... I have to deal with the IOC and NBC, who are both, like, disasters when it comes to both of this. NBC's is... parent company is invested in our parent company. Damn, I was about to do that. <laughs> hey, no problem. And you want to know what my opinion of their job is? Terrible. The Olympics are, I would say they're, like, painful to watch, but I don't get to watch any sports because I always have to watch some stupid story about, like, did you know this person once swallowed a quarter and he had to pass it? But now he's back, and oh, he's better I, than that's ever. That's okay. Like it's like you don't know who this person no. is anyway. You need something to humanize these people. Because yeah, never but then I don't even before. watch them do the sport. Also, here's 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 like my big my big gripe, right? Like right. this is our chance to like learn about all of these other amazing people from all across the world, and because all we're doing is learning like yet again about what Phelps or Lochte. I actually don't get to learn anything about all of these cultures. And that's what I loved as a kid. Like, I remember watching the Olympics as a kid, and I, like, found out what Denmark is. It's a great place. <laughs> but now you watch the Olympics, and, like, you'd be hard-pressed to know that any other countries were competing. Well, Ugh. I will say the United States has 10 more medals than anybody else so far. Oh, boy. So are they competing? Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! Sorry. Listen, I have to. I have to. I have to go do like work. Go, yeah. Ka- go, Katie Ledecky. Wow. Go, um, go USA. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I know some of the. So some of the you know media that are covering the Olympics have been making some really boneheaded comments um, that some people are perceiving to be sexist, and I do not disagree with that. I think some of them are pretty boneheaded. Um, but you know, if you'd like to see things that aren't boneheaded, you can follow us. At Verge on Twitter, yeah. Red Verge on Snapchat, Verge on Instagram. You can follow Instagram stories oh, you're from up. us. You're I am. Up. I'm rapping. Just read Sam Byford's story about how it's better to watch the Olympics with without the announcers. There, there it go. is. Uh, Chris, what's going on on What's Tech this week? The other another podcast from TheVerge.com. On on What's Tech, you can learn about the Xbox One S. If you listen to this week's episode, I spoke Ooh. with Megan from Polygon. And next week. Uh, you have to you have to wait and see. We might we might have a bonus No Man's Sky episode, but we'll 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 see what we end up putting out. Lauren, what's going on? In Too embarrassed to ask from Recode Two R's Two S's. Too embarrassed to ask. This week we spoke to an Australian entrepreneur because my co-host Kara Swisher is in the land down under. We spoke to the CEO and founder of Canva about um, Photoshop alternatives. If Photoshop is just too. Uh, complicated to use. And then uh, next week, I'm really excited about next week. We haven't actually announced this yet. So you, Vergecast audience, are the first people to hear about it. We are going to be speaking to the creator of the Juicero oh my God. $700 oh Wi-Fi connected oh. juicy machine. And we're going to talk all about the Internet of Things and food tech and why you should spend $700 on a juicer. There is also <laughs> Verge ESP with Emily Oshida and Liz Zapato. I think their most recent episode had uh, Ghostbusters in it and flossing, uh, two, two things that uh, go great together. And if you haven't heard, there's a, a random podcast feed from The Verge called Verge Extras, where uh, our very own Paul Miller and Demi Lee have decided it would be fun to describe photos 
and so they're good. They're, they're just doing, just talking about, talking about pictures. Uh, so you should, you should go subscribe to that and see what that's about. Uh, you can find all of it at iTunes.com slash the verge, which, uh, which is a really great place to visit, uh, and, and click some stars. I think you could click five of them. We'd appreciate that. That'd be super helpful. Uh, you can follow all of us, the people on the show on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Backlon. Lauren is at Lauren Good with an E at the end of it. Dan is DCC for it's spelled E-I. Ross is Odo Roscoe with no E. There's not an E anywhere No, Lauren in there. took it. Lauren took it. Uh, <laughs> and Chris Plant is at Plant? At, yeah, plant with an at E. Plant, <laughs> at plant with an E. There, there you go. And um, Neil I. Patel will be back next week. He's at Reckless. Please, you know, I was going to ask you to to make a make a, a rock scotch joke, but just just let it go. But if if you feel the need to to troll him on Twitter, that's that's the hashtag I'd recommend. Rock scotch, just let it go. <laughs> <laughs>